You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. In the meantime, um, let's go to the warm-up act here, and that is Pete Weatherburn, uh, our vet from Bray Vet <laughs> in Old Connor in Bray. Good morning, Declan. How are you, Pete? As funny as ever. Um, I'm very well, thank you very much. Very well. Very good. Um, Chilly morning, isn't it? It is, and I've noticed yesterday... Um, that a lot of the dogs that have been taken out for a walk have these coats on. Mm. And I know some dogs mightn't even actually move if you put a coat on. Or even if you change the lead into a, a different type of lead, they're actually reluctant actually to move. So, how mm. do you, even though it's good for them to have a coat, mm. how do you get them used to it and what sort of coat should you get? Well... I think it's a really good idea if you've got a dog, especially a small dog, that's got a short coat. Because there's no doubt that they're not really designed for this kind of weather, and so they'll 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 be kept warm by a coat. So you have to choose a coat that's warm. I suppose that's what it comes down to, and a coat that's comfortable for them. So I think you can judge that for yourself by... Um, you know, trying it on them and making sure that they can move freely inside it. I do think it's best to buy these types of products actually in person at a pet shop so that you can take your pet there and get them fitted and make sure that it really fits them nicely. I see a lot of dogs in coats that are too big or too small for them and that's no fun for the animal. It's got to be comfortable. Right, so you bring them in the, the dressing room mm. so get three or four with a tag they, or something. They don't, look, <laughs> they don't look for privacy so you, don't, you can just do it right there in the open. Nobody's watching. Uh, um, dogs don't have modesty. Um, so... Um, and so once you've done that, then you do have to make sure that they're happy with it because a lot of animals are forced to do things they're not happy with. And if you force them, all that you do is you reinforce the fear. They get frightened of this new thing. And then um, because they're frightened, they, uh, um, they, they, they react negatively. And then you, they then learn to be frightened. They associate their fear with this new object. And then you're always going to have a hard time getting it onto them. So you have to do stuff like um, give them lots. Get, find a treat that's particularly tasty that your dog absolutely loves. That's really, they will do anything for that particular treat. So it could be a bit of a, bo- a boiled sausage, maybe chopped up into little sections, or it could be bits of chicken. Something the dog doesn't normally have. And what you should do then is you should give them that treat. And while they're waiting for you to give them another bit of a treat, then what you do is. Put the coat or introduce the coat to them and show them it and let them sniff it and so on. And do no more than that the first time. And then next time you bring it out, do the same thing with a treat. And this time just put it onto them very briefly and take it off them. And you, you do it gradually like that, you see. And the dog will learn, actually, that's not such a bad thing. And sometimes dogs even learn that the coats keep them warm. And my own little dog, Kiko, she has a coat. And if it's foul weather outside, she will actually sit there and look at us and she will refuse to go out until she's wearing her coat because she knows that it keeps her cosy <laughs> and uh, even in the summer she's looking for the coat no no she? no, no she does want, she know the difference she knows cold weather she <laughs> she absolutely refuses to go out without a coat in cold wet weather um it's it, like dogs aren't stupid they're far more like us than we realize yeah and should you be looking at the material yeah well I, I think that my favorite would probably be there's a product called Equifleece, which is kind of like that, um, bit like those fleeces, you know, that we wear ourselves, a kind of fabric which is 
it's, I suppose it's originally a, um, a nylon type fabric, uh, a, a synthetic fabric, but it's designed to mimic lamb's wool or sheep's wool. So it's quite, uh, it's got a fleecy kind of a, a, a texture to it. Well, Equifleece is made of that kind of stuff and that makes it very insulating, so it's very warm, but it also, importantly, it's very easy to dry. So when you get home, if it's a bit damp, you can Put it somewhere like the 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 the, the um, airing cupboard or wherever, and it will dry out very quickly, and that's important. Mm. Um, I mentioned earlier on about even changing the lead. Um, it maybe uh, the old lead was one around the neck, mm. and then you say you know you should have a really more a bodily lead more yeah, than neck. Yeah, well, and some dogs say, oh, "What the hell is going on?" and they don't actually want it. Same sort of idea. Anything new, you have to get a dog used to it gradually rather than just inflicting it on them. I have to say, a lot of dogs put up with a lot and people will inflict things on animals and they do tolerate it and then get used to it. But it's not the best way to do it, especially if you've got a, a sensitive, fearful type of animal. Um, and I think, yes, body harnesses generally are better than leashes. I think people misunderstand what a leash is about. It shouldn't be about... Um, hauling a dog around at the end. It should be about literally... Preventing the dog going out uh, yes, in it's, front it's, of a it's, car. It's yeah. for an emergency. It's to stop the dog getting away. But you shouldn't be hauling a dog on it. I nearly had to stop somebody in the street last week because I was so upset because what happened was their, their dog started to, 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 to do something, like to, to pass some urine or something. And they grabbed it by the lead and they hauled it. It was like a whiplash oh. hauling the dog into the gutter. And I, really went, I nearly went up to them and said, hey, stop abusing your little dog there. But it's actually very hard to do that in public, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but you should you should be careful how you use these things. Uh, you know, a animals are sensitive, and they you know they no more than a human likes having his neck jerked. Does a dog? Hang on a second, there. Uh, Pete is Pete Weatherburn, our vet. We're going to have a chat with uh, one of our favourite singers from Newcastle here in County Wicklow, Kim Hayden. Hi, Kim. Hi, Jacqueline. How are you? Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning to you. And you uh, I mean I think everybody knows by now that you've uh, you're missing your beloved doggy. Uh, social yeah. media has gone wild on all this, and I, I think I saw a possibility of a sighting somewhere in Carlow or something. But explain to us who Nico is and uh, you know the story behind it. Um, well, Nico is my red Siberian husky. I got him seven years ago. Um, and he went out to do his daily routine, went out to go toilet. I live in Newcastle, Wicklow, and he just, you know, within 30 minutes, he was vanished from the garden. Um, and we searched all around, you know, the local farms because there's a lot of, you know, lambing season is coming, and that was the first place we went. There was no, you know, stir in the sheep, so obviously he hadn't been into them at all. So I think what it's kind of looking like is that he was definitely snatched from around the area here, um, and that's why... We're looking everywhere, like no matter if there's sightings in Carlo, he could be down there, like it could be a case that he was taken and because he is neutered and shipped, um, they could have just chucked him out, you know, realizing... Yeah, no use to, know. no use to them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like, I mean, even if there's a sighting in Kerry, we'll be going down there looking, you know, it's just, it's devastating, it's horrible. It's a, it's a very unusual looking dog, I mean, it's, it's you know, you would actually... Uh, notice the dog because it's, the Nico is striking. He is like because even any time I have him out walking, like like before he went missing, everybody kind of knew who he was anyway from going down to the beach because he was so different looking, and everyone would be like, "Oh, 
you know, I've never seen a husky that colour and he had such unusual markings. So, like, that's why he would you wouldn't miss him. And that's why it's kind of worrying because every second day we're, we're only getting sightings kind of every second day. So I don't know whether it's a thing that he's in hiding and then he's coming back out. Um, but it's it's just like my head, it's the unknown is, is the worst thing. You know, you just don't know what, what he's doing or where he is. And I've been just like constantly on the phone, constantly driving around, just looking for clues and looking for leads and everything. And it's just, you know, I'm just literally waiting at the phone every day, hoping somebody's going to ring me and say, I have your dog, you know. Yeah, is it your assessment that he could have been nicked? I think so. I, You know, the first few days I was kind of thinking, look, maybe he was shot. And, you know, because there's such a huge campaign behind him now, maybe they're just not saying anything. Um, but then the more I kind of added up in my head, I don't think he was because, as I say, there's lambs like right beside me and there was absolutely no stir in them at all. You can actually see in the fields around how open it is. Like we drove around for an, with an hour after he went missing and there was no sighting of him at all. And there is a main road where I am. So it's just looking like for him to just vanish that quickly within the space of a half an hour. Like, you know, number one, the fields, there was no sign of him. The sheep weren't stirred. You know, so I think it's just looking more and more like that he was snatched. And because the sightings have been in South Dublin and then there was a couple in Carlow last night in Palestine Village, um, it could be a case where he is just after being taken to either one or the other and and put out. Um, now, the sightings in South Dublin have been accurate and the sightings in Palestine Village have been accurate in Carlow. So I, I just, like, there's not that many dogs like him. So... That's why when I'm here and it's a red and white husky with a red collar, I'm like, okay, that has to be him because there's not loads of them here. There's a lot of grey huskies, but there's not a lot of red ones. So, you know, yeah. just... Oh, let, me, let me talk to you, Pete Weatherburn. I, I appreciate Pete hasn't got headphones in front of him, but uh, Pete, um, have you heard much about this sort of activity of it's, people going around looking for dogs like this, especially well, unusual ones? Well, lost dogs are really common, um, but it's devastating for owners and Kim, I'm so sorry to hear this. It's just a devastating time for you, really, really difficult. Because you know he's there somewhere, and you know that he'll be looking for you, but you just can't be with him. Um, so I, I, I feel your pain. It's an awful thing. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think there is a, 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 a big grey area between dogs that go missing, that, that wander off, and dogs that are stolen. And because when they're stolen, it's illegal and done secretly obviously we we don't find out about it but i know in the last week there's another dog went missing uh in the kilmechanic area the owner was up out for a walk and um this is a, a pug cross type dog and um the the owners were out for a walk and in the middle of the walk the dog just vanished and and has never been seen since so you do wonder about these cases i i do think in in probably in the majority of cases the dog does get up to something and I don't know what that could be maybe the dog could 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 you know f fall into a hole or go down a hole or um it's very easy for us to blame um other people um f stealing them as, as it, it sometimes it can be a convenient excuse for to, to make us think that but Kim's, something Kim's dog would have been drawn to to a the sheep. Well, this, no, well, not, no, I don't think so. Kim has said that he he, he wasn't interested in sheep, was he, um, Kim? He didn't. Well, he like he definitely. When I used to walk him past the sheep that are near me, he would always look in at them. Like he definitely, like Siberian Huskies, I think, um, do have a natural kind of hunting vibe in them. But like he wasn't 
definitely not near the sheep that were in this area at that time because the lambs were like lying down in the field asleep and mm-hmm. the, the mothers were, you know, they, they weren't stirred. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I do know that a warning went out just um, this week um, from County Wicklow farmers about people with dogs in the countryside and saying that they will shoot dogs on sight. And yeah. sa- sadly, that does happen. And I think, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I mean, you would think that, uh, if you like, you would, you would hope that uh, an honourable farmer would, would say, look, this is what happened, I shot your dog, I'm sorry this happened, mm. but yeah. here it is. But we're still... But, I, but, we're I, think, but I, think, I think the reality is, sometimes that the farmers did shoot a dog, they know that it's going to cause a great deal of distress and um, disagreement if they tell somebody they shot their dog. So I wonder if sometimes farmers shoot dogs without telling people, and that's terrible. But to think we're of. still speculating. Look, the difference here, Kim, but, though, but is that your dog Nico has been seen. You're absolutely right. There'd be very few dogs that look like Nico wearing a red collar. So when your dog has actually been seen by people, then you can be assured that he hasn't. Yeah. You know, it is a very good sign, and it is just a matter of time and persistence. And did you say you've been to a dog, a dog, a pet detective? I had been to a detective, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got him down, like, literally the day. I, it, he was gone two days, and I was like, right, okay, how am I going to do this? I got a pet detective. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came down, and it was just, I don't really know what to say about it, to be honest. He came down, he was there for three hours, mm-hmm. one day and three hours the day after, and mm-hmm. he kind of was just coming in and out asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he was heading off to then, but he'd come mm-hmm. back and say, oh, look, I think maybe the dog wasn't stolen and then he was saying oh look mate, I don't think the dog went any further than a thousand yards mm-hmm. from the house yeah. but I like it was just everything was saying just wasn't adding up to me at all okay so. listen I've got to leave it there uh, with uh, time running out Kim but I want you to tell us where on social media can we find a picture of Nico and, and contact details and that sort of thing yeah absolutely if you go on I have made up a page um, it's called Bring Nico Home so if you want to go on to that and every update is on that um, and then if you're friends with me on Facebook or follow me on Facebook, everything is on that as well. And I just want to say um, thank you so much to everybody who has jumped on and helped me find him because it's just been amazing. The support is unbelievable and let's hope it brings him back. So that's, okay. that's right. it, yeah. Okay, it's a red Siberian husky, uh, neutered and chipped and uh, very distinctive with the, the red and the red collar. Kim, uh, as Pete said, we feel your pain on this and hopefully there's a, a good outcome uh, very soon from it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much, Jack, and thank Take you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, Pete's got to rush off now, so we're gonna, you're going to leave us, I uh, just in case you don't know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Declan. Uh, Pete Weatherburn, if you want some advice on uh, keeping your pet warm, in this cold, it'll be available on Pete's website, our chat earlier on, petethevet.com. That's Pete Weatherburn from Brave Vet Old Connor. Thanks very much indeed, Pete.